Hi, sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. Now, before we get into today's topic, I wanted to share my free resource with you. Tasha's Toolbox and Strategy Kit includes 30 tools for creative and strategic content on Instagram, including my best tips, strategies, practices, all for growing on Instagram. Download the freebie at soulstudiomarketing.com slash toolbox, or I've linked it in the show notes for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome everyone to today's show. I am so excited because (laughs) I literally have my business bestie with us today, Sarah, the founder of Rebel Office. We've been friends for almost like a year and a half, maybe even like from the weirdest circumstance. Yes, definitely from the weirdest circumstance, which I'm sure we'll chat a little bit about (laughs) in today's episode. But do you want to kind of introduce yourself to everyone listening and tell everyone about Rebel Office and your journey too? Okay, Uh, that we will be here a while if I do that. But uh, no, I'm uh, my name is Sarah Williams. I'm the owner of Rebel Office. I've been running Rebel Office for over two or four years now. We just celebrated our fourth birthday, Woo-hoo. and it's gone through a whole bunch of weird evolutions. But basically, what Rebel Office is, it's an online platform for resources and community. Because I've found in my journey, and I'm sure we'll talk about this today, that you need both. You need the support, you need the mindset, but you also need the tools to actually run your business. So, the Rebel Office is basically marrying. Mm-hmm those worlds together to be the ultimate resource for female entrepreneurs. Totally. And you do an amazing job at that. And I do think you make a really great point. Um, Community is just so important. And I think that's what we found in each other. Um, To Cliff Notes, how we met each other. um, (laughs) We were in a group program that literally took a face plant, essentially. Um, About halfway? No, it was more than halfway through. More than halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, the coach just dipped pretty much. Um, There was a lot of personal circumstances. It wasn't like she was just being malicious and left on purpose. But um, it left us very much so relying on each other. And I think that's where our friendship kind of began. And ever since then, we've just been like each other's coaches and best friends. Um, We've worked in each other's businesses, even at times. So um, we really know each other's businesses really well. (laughs) But we're also just like each other's support system all the time like we probably whenever we have meltdowns yes (laughs) voice messages phone calls all of the things um so we really wanted this episode to be like you guys are kind of eavesdropping on our conversation (laughs) prepare yourselves yes prepare (laughs) because we really kind of want to talk about the biggest lessons we've learned in our journey and some will be really great ones Some will be ones that kind of really sucked at the time, but we've really learned a lot from. Um, And so hopefully we can have some advice along the way with our lessons. I'm sure we'll have some overlapping themes, Um, but I think it'll be fun. So let's hop right into it, I guess. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, I really like your first lesson. So let's start off with yours. 
Yeah, this is something that I've been talking about a lot, actually. So know your value. Um, And I have a whole bunch of personal conflicts with the whole charge your worth situation. I mean, I think an hour of my time is worth a million bucks, but I'm not going to charge that to someone. Um, But you do need to be able to make a living off of your business. Like if you can't, you can't continue to run your business. It's that simple. And I think that in the online space where we're both operating, it's so easy to feel like you have to compete with other people in the online space, people who are charging a fraction of what you can even live off of. So being aware of of what it is that you need to be making and, and knowing the value of the service you're providing puts you in a position where you can position yourself. I said position, position twice. That's weird. But um, you need to be able to position yourself in a way that you can charge those higher prices because otherwise you're just going to get burnt out. You're going to hate your business, which is like is does no good for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just pricing is a, is a big thing and a lot of people struggle with it. But something that I've learned really recently is just you've, you've got to charge enough to live off of. You need to live off your business. And that's kind of as simple as that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that it isn't a perfect formula. I'm in so many social media manager groups and someone will charge 125 for the same thing that someone will literally charge three grand. So it's like almost impossible for you to compare your value to other people's. Like you just have to figure it out yourself. I think it comes with trial and error. I think it comes down to really looking at like how much time are you actually spending on things and how much do you actually want to be making? Because that number could look completely different from the next person and that's okay. Like you don't have to have this huge goal, but like if you also do want to have that huge goal, you know, for how much you want to make, you definitely can too. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. 100%. I think a really big one for me, this is the biggest lesson is learning to say no to clients. (laughs) It was probably one that I learned pretty early on. Um, I mean, just in my first few months of business, you know, I was given a client by my mentor, had to say no to that. Um, One of my clients that I really liked at the time, they wanted to charge me or pay me significant less than what I wanted to be paid, had to say no to that. Yeah. Um, and those really hard no's at first, because like I feel like your first no's to clients, you're like, you feel like the world is ending. <laughs> but true. you feel they, like the worst person in the world. Yes. <laughs> you feel like you'll never find another client, you'll never make more money, all of these things. But it's really taught me that clients come and go. And it's okay to say no to potential clients that you just aren't vibing with. Um, it's okay to say no to things that aren't in your agreement with current clients. And it's okay to use that word in an empowering way instead of using it as a negative thing. It's really just setting boundaries essentially in your business. 100%. I learned it pretty early on too, whether I didn't follow my own advice, but I was aware that it needed to happen. It's basically what drew, like, drove me out of doing graphic design because I kept taking on clients that I knew, again, I wasn't charging enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a good fit. Um, I wasn't confident in the service that I was offering. It basically just drove me out of doing that, like changing Rebel Office's entire business model. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's... Uh, Yikes. It's a, it's one that you need to, to learn. And it kind of goes into my next lesson too, with positioning yourself, because when you do position yourself pro- properly and you take the time to be intentional about it, then you start to attract the right people as yep. well. So instead of, and yes, you'll still have to turn people down, but you're a lot more aware 
of it. And when you have the right people coming to you, you are so much more confident in saying no to other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I completely agree. Like positioning yourself and what you want to attract, I think is so incredibly important. Um, what's like one thing with that lesson of like positioning yourself that you've that you found is really helpful with positioning Rebel Office through the different evolutions you've had? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, there's a whole lot that goes into positioning. I think it's more just knowing how you want to be seen and perceived and then showing up in that way. It's like, it's the hardest thing, but you need to figure out how you want to be seen. If it's as an authority in a field, then you need to step up and be an authority in that field. Like there's no real way around it other than like showing up and doing the work and forcing yourself to be in a position in the market that you want to be seen at so that you can charge those prices so that you can Mm -hmm. attract those people. So um, yeah, it really does come down to just, being intentional about it and doing the work. (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree with that one. Um, So one of my biggest lessons from 2019 and really essentially since starting my business is learning how to sync my body with my business. And that might kind of sound weird, (laughs) but it's so important. We've both gotten really into this. Um, Part of it is burnout, um, understanding when you're pushing too much that you don't always need to push to be successful. Um, I have experienced some adrenal fatigue um, earlier and throughout 2019, and it made me realize that you can't push your body to make your bo- your your business successful essentially like there there's not a correlation there like you have to take care of your body for you to have success and for you to reach your goals and for you to be able to show up in that way because i saw the signs but i was just mm-hmm. like you know there's just a lot going on or yeah. these are really amazing blessings <laughs> yeah you always see the signs i mean the biggest thing from 2019 is I wanted to do more speaking and that was an amazing goal I achieved. Yeah, you could. But it. that also was something that really drained me and I had to learn that balance. Um, and then cycle syncing, of course, yes. has been something really interesting. <laughs> I still don't think I've mastered it, but I've definitely oh, become more aware of like you don't have two cycles. It's not like you have a period or you're not on a period. Like there's different parts of those four phases of your period where you, you know, you have a lot of energy and you're really creative or times where you need to be in a hole, like grinding away and resting instead of going out to networking events and doing all the crazy things. So what has been that your experience with that, with like sinking your business, your body? It's so hard. Um, Same thing where you just kind of learn to trust your gut on some things I've gotten way better at. As soon as I start to feel like I'm hitting a wall, I'll, I'll figure something else out. I'll switch me staring at my computer screen for three hours does nothing for anyone. So, um, I've gotten way better at that in terms of cycle thinking, not as successful. It is incredibly hard to break the habits that you've been building. So basically what it is for people that have no idea what we're talking about, um, is like basically the way that things are done is kind of based on how a a man has worked, but it turns out that they don't have the same kind of hormonal patterns that women do. So female entrepreneurs are starting to notice that there are better times to do certain things. And there's four phases, which Natasha talked about. And yeah, you just kind of have to learn that, (coughs) sorry, um, that there's a time to 
get to work and there's a time to sit and reflect and turning yourself off in those times, like mm-hmm. your body is telling you to turn yourself off in the yeah. time of reflection, like at the end, I think it's like when you're actually having yep. your period, it's basically yeah. like sit in a hole and, and think about yes. things um, <laughs> or like under your covers. But um, being able to listen to your body at that time to actually shut off and like not worry about the other stuff and really just pay attention to yourself and, and what your body's telling you, it's tough to do because you've still got stuff to do. You're still trying to run your business. So I've had an interesting experience. I try to pay attention to it as much as possible, but sometimes I still just feel like I've got to get it done. Um, And I think that's okay. I don't think it needs to be perfect, but yeah, I haven't been perfect at it by any means. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's just being aware of it, I think makes a big difference because like Mm -hmm. we don't have to push and you don't have to show up for work every day when, you know, you aren't feeling your best because yeah, you're not doing anyone any favors. Um, you know, secret surprise, but we actually will have a guest all about periods and syncing your cycles. So that's That's something really exciting to look forward to. Cause like I said, we know, but we don't know. So that's going to be something more we'll delve (laughs) delve into later. Um, yeah, but what's another one of your lessons that you've learned along your journey? One of the biggest ones that I've had trouble with, um, or that I've learned dramatically, um, is that if you can't stay focused, step back. So like Mm -hmm. if you're going around promoting a ton of different stuff, all it does is confuse your audience. No one really knows what you do because you're constantly launching and doing all of these things. So I've learned over a ton of hurdles and obstacles and years, how to focus on how to have the most impact, what's most aligned with me, And really listen to that instead of trying to launch something and say, oh, shoot, that didn't work. I'm just going to launch something totally different. No, you're like, don't do that. Just stick to your gut. No, trust yourself. And like, don't wear yourself out that way. Like you can make money. Just look at what didn't work the first time and tweak it. (laughs) Like if that's what you want to be doing, but like take the time to think about it. Cause yeah, no, it, it wasn't, it's not, it wasn't a good time. Yeah, (laughs) I think with launches, one thing I've really learned is that it is so much having to do with your energy. Like, yes, strategy Mm -hmm. has to be there. Yes, you have to have a good offer, but you have to be in a place where you're ready to show up, where people can just see you are like so set on that this offer is going to change someone's life, that you believe in it and you see the value in it. Um, And if that's not there, that I think contributes to unsuccessful launches more often than not. Or like you said, confusing um, people's, you know, the different offers that they have. I was listening to this podcast the other day about Trader Joe's. Um, I know (laughs) you're Canadian, so I know you're not as familiar with it. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, But one of the main things that has contributed to, to its success is that they don't have a shelf of 10 million marinara sauces. Like they only have a hand few. They're very specific um, and they all are very special. So people can go and they can actually make a decision and they don't get shiny object syndrome where they're like, wow, this is really cool, but I don't even know which one to buy. So I'm just not going to buy anything because I think entrepreneurs are often guilty of that where we want to have like all these bonuses and then also all these different types of payment plans and all these different tiers Mm. and really complicating things, thinking that giving more options is better when it's really just creating like a really great offer and making sure like your energy is right to like promote the heck out of it. I think that's such a good lesson. People pick up on it. Yep. People People pick pick up on it so quick. Um, 
Um, also is Trader Joe's a grocery store or a restaurant? <laughs> it's a, it's a grocery store. So oh, okay. it's kind of like a very small version of like a whole foods or like a sprout, gotcha. but so much better, but okay. yes, a whole other right. podcast on Trader Joe's because <laughs> okay. obsessed. Um, but I think one really big lesson that I've been learning along the way is that you just can't get time back. And you always hear, you know, you know, you can always get more money, but you can never get more time. But I think I was reading um, this book this year, um, How to Get Shit Done. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good book. I highly recommend it. And a lot of the things in that book really made it click where it was like, I really do only have so much time. And spending all that time grinding the gears, trying to figure something out, do putting all this work in because I want to do it my way, all these different types of things. Like that's not sustainable essentially. So like learning how to outsource to make more time in your business has been a really big lesson for me. Even if it's just like small things, like the first thing I had my VA do was just to schedule newsletters. Like I've already written them. They already have the subject line. Like they already have the images, like just scheduling them. It's a small task, but learning that like that little bit of time I could have been spending doing that I could spend towards myself or, you know, taking care of myself. That was another thing in this book is it said, just because you free up time in your schedule doesn't mean you need to be putting more things into that time slot. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of essentially like, how can you spend your time better? Not by doing more things. I think as like women, like we want to do it all and we want to have our, you know, in every single bucket, we want to be doing all those things, but essentially we don't need to do everything to really be successful. There's this quote um, that's like, Oprah has the same amount of hours in a day that you do. And I love it. And that's yep. always inspired me to do stuff. But at the same time, that woman is not doing everything herself. Exactly. <laughs> she has a bomb team, like yeah. probably a whole like army of people, honestly. <laughs> and that's how she does it. And I'm sure like she probably doesn't cook all her meals. She probably no. outsources that. She probably doesn't clean her house all the time. She probably has people that are posting on social media for her and planning speaking events and all of those little things that obviously were not Oprah. Yes. Not, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but it, it really is like a good quote in like the way you might not initially think about it where it's mm-hmm. like, yes, Oprah does do all the things. It's like Beyonce. She does all the things, but that's because yeah. she has an amazing team that's supporting her. So like learning how to get support and freeing up time, not to smush more things into that time slot. Cause I've definitely been guilty at that. For sure. I think the biggest thing super recently, actually, I've outsourced blog management because the blog for Rebel Office is a huge component of our business. It's how it's basically our front facing platform. And I just hated doing it. Like I, I didn't have the time for it. I was too busy thinking about that and showing up for clients that I had. And it was just like been the biggest sigh of relief. And like, and you and I have both had horrible hiring experiences. So again, on this kind of note, um, make sure you do your due diligence when you're hiring and really take your time. Don't just hire someone to get it done. And And hire when you're ready. Yes. You want to retain it. But let me tell you, it's, it feels so good to just not have to worry about a really big component of your business. And you can just focus on the business development and like the, the biggest shift for me this past year was showing up as the actual boss instead of as an employee of my business. Mm. I had rebel office running me <laughs> instead of me running it. And it was, sorry, this is like totally off track now, but no, but it, um, that's a great point. It's just, 
I don't know, outsourcing is huge for that. And it really forces you to step up and be accountable for the direction of your business because you all of a sudden now have to give answers to other people and, and respond to other people. So, yep. and be prepared. So yeah. And outsourcing another great point, this book guys, pick it up. It's really good. I'll leave it in the show notes, but mail it to me. yes, I definitely will. That's another thing is mail books to friends. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be outsourcing in your business. For example, like if you're a mom, like outsource childcare, outsource laundry, outsource yeah. cleaning. Um, one thing that me and Marlon love is HelloFresh. It's like a meal delivery. So we still get to cook. We get to have time together, but I don't have to worry about what we're making for dinner and to grocery shop for all those things. Like it takes that one bit of energy. So like we can enjoy that process and it's not a chore. Mm -hmm. So like outsourcing doesn't have to be like, you know, a blog manager, it definitely can be, but it can mean like, you know, maybe just having a cleaner come every once in a while, or maybe, you know, getting some food like HelloFresh or something like that. I think that's, I that's a really good point. I totally wish I lived somewhere that actually delivered. No. <laughs> delivered. Yeah. Backstory, Sarah lives in the woods in a cabin pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it was intentional. It was a choice, but Absolutely. there are definitely downsides. Um, yes. Like no Uber or like yes. food. <laughs> That's fine. Just not, we don't need those. We don't need yeah. those. We got the woods, right? That's true. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, one really amazing lesson I want to talk about. And I think this is one that you don't want to force is niching down essentially, mm -hmm. but that you don't have to offer everything and you don't have to offer things you don't like. Um, so backstory, I do Instagram right now for my clients, but I used to do all the social medias. I used to do marketing, websites, graphic design, LOL, not a graphic designer. Um, <laughs> so I used to do all of those things because I thought I had to be like a full service marketing agency to find success in my business. Yeah. But those extra elements, not only was I not good at them, but they would make me so anxious, so drained. It would take me forever. It wasn't even worth my time. But niching down to just a few Instagram services, so I don't offer everything, but mainly like content creation and strategy, that has really made me where I'm booked up with clients. I don't struggle to find clients because it's not only easier to market my services, but I'm doing what I really like. So I'm really good at it. So that's one thing is even if you're a social media manager, you don't have to do every platform. You don't have to do engagement if you don't like it. You don't have to do stories if you don't like it. Like you don't have to do the things you don't like because chances are you're probably not amazing at them too if your energy isn't like, this is fun. So that's like one big lesson is just like niching it down. Like you created your business to have a lifestyle you love, but you should also like the work part of it when you're working in your business. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's definitely something that, I mean, basically, again, why I moved away from graphic design and while I still do it, I'm a lot more picky and it's more strategy focused, which is what I actually enjoy doing because again, you're just spending your time doing stuff that your heart's not in it. You're not performing. That's as easy as it gets. Like you said. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, totally I um, agree. I, one of the biggest things kind of moving on to, to my next lesson, and you've been a pro at it this year, um, is bravery and boldness beats planning and strategy every single time. And well, I'm not saying you don't need a strategy. You 100% do. It's good to know where you're going. You get so much more done and you're going to move the needle so much more in your business 
by getting out there and putting yourself out there. You with all the speaking stuff you've done this year has been absolutely incredible. And you've put yourself out there to get those things. Like this big conference mm. that you're doing is like unreal. Yeah. And you put yourself out there to do that. And same with Rebel Office. I've noticed like some, we have some really cool partnerships coming up and it's just come out to me like, winging it and giving it a shot and talking to big brands to be like, look, this is what I'm doing. I think it could really align with your giant household name brand. Yeah. Let's partner and let's work together. And they say yes. So it's like, sometimes you just need to put yourself out there and give it a shot and see what happens. Um, and that's really where you're going to see growth in your business. I agree. I think like you have to be fearless with a lot of the things in your business. And when it comes to showing up and trying new things and reaching out, it often is very internalized. Like we're thinking, you know, what are people going to think or what's going to happen if it doesn't work out? But if you just kind of go at it from a bravery standpoint, I love that word specifically, you'll be surprised what you'll be able to achieve. And just by exuding that energy, we're like, I'm going to ask. And if it works out cool. If it doesn't, cool. I tried. Um, But that's been often with my speaking events is I'm not a public speaker by any means. Mm -hmm. I didn't have keynote training. um, And I wanted to speak in like one big speaking gig in 2019. And I think I've like landed seven, like really nuts. (laughs) And that's because I put out that energy where like, I love speaking. I want to do more of it. And I'm ready to show up and do something that's really freaking scary. Like speaking in front of a lot of people is not easy, even though you might see me on stories and know me and think, oh, well, she talks a lot. So I'm sure it was easy. <laughs> I, know, but, I don't um, know how you do it. I just be f- having an internal panic attack. Every time <laughs> I, go up. I do have a nice little panic attack before and then it's fine, but I'm um, working on that too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think just being fearless with a lot of your business, I think is really important. So I really, yeah. I really love that point. Um, and to end off our lessons, I think one that kind of maybe even, you know, encompasses everything we've even talked about is that quality really should be focused on over quantity. Yeah. Um, and this applies to everything. This applies to what type of clients are on your roster and what type of clients you're working with. This includes like networking events and business friendships and services and projects. Like you want to be sure that they're great quality. You're not just doing something because it's shiny, because it's exciting, because it's something you should be doing, quote unquote. You want to be sure that you're really focusing on like always asking what is going to help me achieve that next business goal? What is going to get me to that next step? And I think it makes saying, you know, essentially saying no again, but saying no to networking events that really aren't going to serve your business or saying no to partnerships that really just aren't a good fit. It's going to make it so much easier because it's not saying no necessarily. It's just saying yes to a better opportunity. Yeah. I love that. 100%. Saying no isn't saying no. It's, I I love exactly how you said it. It's saying yes to other things. That's (laughs) Uh Yes, I completely agree. I think that essentially knows they're, they're really saying yeses to better things, which I think is just super powerful. And that, you know, really encompasses, I think, everything we've said so far. And what it really comes down to, I mean, with quantity, quality, not quantity over quality, quality over quantity. um, I mean, it really does just come down to showing up and putting in the work and doing your best. And how you do one thing in your business is most likely how you're doing everything in your business. So 
be intentional and just do the friggin' work and, yep. and do it to the best of your ability. And that's going to set you apart from the, of your competition and, and who you're competing against. So yeah, I think it too, how you kind of touched on business relationships. I think that's giant. I've been yep. very intentional um, with the people that I spend a ton of my time with. Like you need to set boundaries with some people, especially people, I know you have this uh, not issue, but people messaging you on Instagram asking mm-hmm. for free advice. Basically, it, it happens all the time. Um, and same with me. And you learn how to eventually, through trial and error, how to kind of divert the conversation to something else or set your boundary in some way. Um, and there are very select people that I am 100% fully open with because not only do I understand my own value now and what I'm offering, but I also just I'm super introverted. I don't have the energy to be best friends with everyone. And so I've just been super selective. And I I don't know if that makes me sound like a snob, but I just, I don't know. You just try to, to be careful with, with who's around you and make sure that the people that are around you do lift you up and put you in the right headspace. Yes, I completely agree. I think the people and even business or not that are surrounding you um, really can help you get to that next level. And, you know, that's a big lesson I've learned since starting my business really is, you know, I started it while I was in college. So a lot of the people that I were friends with at the time, they didn't completely understand it and they couldn't uplift me and help me up level on the times I wasn't working on my business. So finding friendships that do, you know, nourish your soul and make you a better person will make you a better business owner, but also connections like the ones we've been able to create um, really makes it where your business can succeed because you can be a solo entrepreneur, but you need to have like an army behind you 100%. Even if you're not outsourcing like friendships and relationships and referrals, um, we both have, you know, a community of people we can really reference. um, And I mean, essentially, all the people I'm having on this podcast are part of my community. And I think that's really cool and just amazing women that are doing great things. And so I'm, I'm glad you ended on that because I do think that's really important. Um, yeah. And essentially also, we've talked a lot about our struggles and lessons. And one big thing to leave you guys with is know that hard things and hard lessons um, will always teach you so much that is invaluable. You can't get that type of experience and knowledge without going through it. Like you have to go through the dirt to see what it'll look like on the other side and to really learn from it. And that's essentially what we've shared with you is saying things that were really hard to learn in some instances, but they really help you be a business, better business owner. It's true. You always come out of a bad situation on the other side, better. Like you come out stronger. I feel like I'm co- quoting Kanye West now or something, <laughs> but like, but um, no, you always don't ever look at a situation like it was horrible and you're doomed. Always look at it as a learning experience um, and figure out how it'll make your business better and how it'll make you better as a business owner. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, I'm so glad we were able to have a little coffee chat and it talk was about so our fun. lesson. <laughs> yes, it was it was so fun to kind of look back in time on how we've both been able to learn so much. So yes, it was fun. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thank you so much to today's expert guests for joining us today. And to my listeners, I hope you found this episode helpful and insightful for building your online brand. 
If you want to connect with today's guest and check out any of the important links mentioned in the show, I've linked all the details in today's show notes. Also, please send us a message and say hi if you've listened and you have any thoughts or ideas you want to share. We're all ears and we are all open in the DMs on Instagram. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with us on Instagram by tagging at Soul Studio Marketing and join in on the conversation at hashtag the Shine Online Podcast. Share this episode with a friend that needs to hear those mic drop moments and be sure to subscribe so you know when the next episode is live and ready to flow through your earbuds. If you loved what you heard today, I'd so appreciate it if you left us a review. It really supports us and it helps new people join the Sunshine family. Remember, regardless of where you're at in your entrepreneurship journey, there's always room for your biz to shine. I'll see you next time.